What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Couple Things. With Sean and Andrew. A podcast all about couples and the things they go through. Today we sit down with Cedric and Charlotte Thompson. And these two have been uh, really nice to us, really good friends to us in our life. Uh, Cedric was an NFL player for a couple of years. He was drafted to the Dolphins, I believe, then mm-hmm. bounced around to a couple of different teams, including the Patriots. And when I was released by the Jaguars is when Cedric and I first connected. Uh, we were both kind of the only two NFL players who documented our journeys <laughs> bouncing from team to team, getting cut, getting picked up. Cedric does a way more cinema. He does way better cinematography than I do. Let's just say different. Different. Okay, we'll say different. different. Our styles are different. But he reached out to me when I got released by the Jaguars and was super encouraging to me. And that kind of started this relationship where I actually was able to go up to Minneapolis and visit Cedric and Charlotte and meet their little girl, Madeline. They have since had a second child, Luca. Yes. And um, we're big fans of the Thompsons. We cover a lot of topics today. We talk about a lot. We talk about kind of roller coasters and... Um, challenges within relationships. Yeah. One of the ones that they had to go through when they were dating was infidelity, which yep. we talk a lot about. Um, they talk about the instability of work and how that affects a relationship. We we know all about that. Yes, one. both financially and within like where your home is. Yeah. There's something really crazy about the NFL and a lot of careers where you bounce around all over the country, all over the world, and you don't have that stability within your house. So we talk about a lot of different things, how they've gone through it and how they've ultimately become stronger through all of it. I think it's a it's a journey we really related to and something we really enjoyed talking about. Yeah, we are big fans of Cedric and Charlotte and the whole Thompson clan. Uh, they put out a lot of content themselves and we'll link all of their stuff in the show notes down below. But uh, they have a YouTube channel called As Said By Me. They have a podcast called Said By Charlotte. They have wonderful Instagram pages. Check it out. You won't be disappointed. But before we get started, make sure you give the show a subscription and rating on whatever platform you're listening to. And let us know what you think about, about this episode. We're excited to get your feedback. We always love hearing from you. So let us know. And let's go ahead and jump into this one with Cedric and Charlotte. Cedric, Charlotte, thank you for joining us today. It's good to see your faces. Thanks for having us. I appreciate it for having us, bro. Nice to I, finally formally meet Sean. Yes. <laughs> I, say, I feel like I, I know, know everything bro. about you guys through Andrew and social media, and I've never met you. So it's great mm-hmm. to finally meet you. Mm-hmm. So let me give a little backstory yeah, no. to how to how I became aware of you guys as a family. My brother actually sent me a link to, to one of your videos of you documenting... Um, you getting cut or retiring. I forget exactly what it was, uh, but it was during a time where I was going through the exact same thing, um, kind of documenting my NFL journey. He was like, hey, this guy's doing something super similar to you. You should reach out to him. So I reached out to you and you ended up like, bro, mm-hmm. at one of my toughest moments in life, providing some yeah. epic encouragement uh, right after I got released from the Jaguars, mm-hmm. you sent me like this, holy smokes, it was All right, as a kid, I used to love when my parents would sit down and play a game with us or do any activity. And right here in our hands, we have the KiwiCo box, which is the activity of all activities for young kids. The colorful chemistry set, to be specific. So with Drew and Jet, 
and bear, we try to have really intentional playtime. And that's hard because they're all different ages and kind of in different developmental kind of phases of life. I love with KiwiCo that each month we get boxes specific to their ages and kind of like the activity development phase that they're in. So each box, this one's the colorful chemistry set. Um, this has to do with science, but especially with bear, it can be really hard with a four month old to know like how to interact with him where he needs to be at four months old. And I love in these crates, they actually have cards that say, here are activities or things you can do specific to bear that will help him identify colors or whatever it is. I love KiwiCo. There's always something new for kids to discover, like learning about the science of ice cream, engineering robots, or doing science experiments, which our kids have loved yes. recently. Sean is currently holding, as she said, the Colorful Chemistry Kit, which has provided hours of entertainment for our kids. They look forward to their new crate every month, and this one kept him really engaged. We got to experiment with mixing oil and water, mixing different colors and watching how different things react. It was so fun. We basically created our own little chemistry lab with the kids and we could feel their excitement when they got to play around and mix things together. Plus, it barely made a mess. So it was really quick to clean up and to use again another day. It can be hard to find creative ways to keep your children engaged, challenged, and off their screens, but KiwiCo does the work for you. So you can spend quality time tackling projects together. Redefine learning with play. Explore projects that build confidence and problem-solving skills with KiwiCo. Get 50% off your first month of any crate at KiwiCo.com when you use code COUPLE. That's 50% off your first month at KiwiCo.com. Promo code COUPLE. It was transcendent, <laughs> but I appreciate that. And so it's been fun to kind of keep in touch since then. I guess it's probably been like two or three years, but uh, lots happened and you guys have... You guys have been through a lot, including having a couple kids, uh, which... The most beautiful two baby girls. Oh, yeah. my gosh. <laughs> Thank you. They're gorgeous. But I would love oh, if... if uh, so is Drew. Oh, thank you. Could you guys talk about your relationship, kind of generally give a little background, said talk about your NFL career, and then maybe how long you guys been married? Okay. So we live in Minneapolis, Minnesota. I'm originally from... Los Angeles, California, um, and I came up here on a full-ride scholarship to the University of Minnesota. And then my he first didn't know where Minnesota yeah, was. I, yo, yeah, go, go. <laughs> and the crazy thing is, I had no idea where Minnesota was at. I was like, okay, whatever. I'll just go there because I was. I was, nobody in my family went to college. So I was like, okay, wherever I can go to college, I just want to do it because nobody's ever done it. Mm -hmm. And then I came to Minnesota and then I saw the first thing they did was take me to the Mall of America. And I was like, okay, oh, this is, I want to go here before, <laughs> before even like seeing the school. So then I went to a school, did my whole freshman year. And then at the end of my, not the end of my freshman year, but the end of like football season, mm -hmm. I run into her at a uh, party. Yeah. We were at one of his teammates apartments and I was getting over like a high school relationship and one of my best friends was like, okay, I'm going to get you over the hump of like this last relationship. You're not looking for anything serious. Cedric was definitely not looking for anything <laughs> serious. And she's like, we're just going to play a game. You just pick somebody in the room and we're going to go up to them and I'm going to say, hey, have you met my friend Charlotte? And that's it. You just talk to them and like something super light, nothing serious. So she's like, who do you want to talk to? And I look around the room and it was kind of dark, but I was like, him. And we walk over and she's like, hey, have you met my friend Charlotte? And he's like, no. <laughs> and at this point, I was like super quiet. I did not talk. I was just like, OK, like I didn't talk to anybody. Uh, and when she came up to me, I was just like, no. 
<laughs> who are you? I don't know who Charlotte is. <laughs> yeah. Terrible and conversation. We were just sitting there, and we ended up talking, and that was eight and a half with years ago. <laughs> Dang, funny. Did you guys like hit it off that night? Not did you, did it become a relationship oh, the immediately? S- the Siri is on. <laughs> Turn it down. Hold on. Wait. Sorry. Uh, I'll get. The Siri is on. The Siri cut on, and so you guys cut out. Oh, funny. Sorry. Who said, are you serious? Don't say serious, said. <laughs> uh, I, was, I was kidding. Feel free. Uh, no, that's what triggered it. Okay, here we go. At least, at least we know that Apple's listening in at all times. But Yes. Um, <laughs> no, I was curious. Did that, did it like, did you guys hit it off right then? Did you start dating immediately or was it just this random thing that kind of played out uh well for me it was like we didn't start dating like right away but i knew let me tell you what happened sean let me tell you (laughs) no i'm gonna tell my side because every time every time we do this it's always like this this debate and like oh and then she always goes first so i'm gonna go first this time honey love you so um what happened was i met her the first night and um yeah, we like hung out and like she invited me over to her place to hang out the night we met. And I'm gonna be fully transparent here. We didn't do anything. And <laughs> I think at that point and uh <laughs> and then in my at that point in my relationship in my singleness, I was kinda doing whatever I wanted. I was mm-hmm. like talking to girls and doing whatever. And then when I met Charlotte the night we hung out, we didn't do anything. And that like kinda struck me. I was like, Oh dang, like that's crazy. And then we were just talking and we stayed up to like three, four in the morning. Just talking about each other's lives and like i'm like nobody ever asked me questions about my life like <laughs> that's weird you know what i'm saying and then we just mm-hmm. stayed up talking and i'll never forget that night i mean well the morning that i left i was like i like really like this girl and i like knew her for like seven hours <laughs> okay but it didn't then it didn't happen overnight of mm-hmm. us just jumping into dating um we were hanging out like all the time for seven or eight months mm-hmm. And Cedric was a freshman and he was like he said, he was just talking to girls and having fun. And I was like, okay, here's the deal. Like you either need to get with it or get lost and we're either going to get serious and you're going to be my boyfriend or we're not going to talk anymore. I'm like, so you need to ask me to be your girlfriend. I wanted you I wanted you to like think about it. Don't just ask. But he asked me and I said yes. And so that was like eight or so months into hanging out with each other. Mm-hmm. You asked months. immediately after she said that, you said, will you be my girlfriend? Yes. Yeah. I was like, oh yeah. Cause, cause we were just laying down and like, it was like late. I had like practice the next day and she was like, you gotta ask me to be your girlfriend. I was like, okay, you want to be my girlfriend? Like, you like, no, you can't just, like, like, oh. just tell me. Yeah. 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 That's exactly what happened. You're like, no, I want yeah, you to go I mean, home. I wanted you to come back, bring me flowers, think a about huge it. thing. Yes. Yeah. She and yeah, and now just when I asked her, she's like, No, like you should think about it. I said, No, I'm sure. Like you want you wanna be my girlfriend. Like, let's just do well, this now. That's cute. That he knew. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so you start dating so, yeah. about eight months after mm-hmm. you guys met. How long mm-hmm. into dating before you knew like I I could spend the rest of my life with this person? Mm. Well, for me, like the beginning of our relationship was really tough because when I met Charlotte, I was kind of like 
really in the mix of like doing whatever I wanted, being single. And I, truthfully and honestly, I wasn't like really ready to let that go at that time Mm -hmm. in my young life. A lot of people aren't. And so I was, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was um, still kind of doing what I wanted when I was with Charlotte in the beginning. So like that kind of put like a a rocky start in our relationship and, you know, like playing football and stuff. Like it just came with, that's part of the whole deal. No, Cedric, I was a long snapper. So I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) <laughs> I have no question. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I'll speak for the DVs then. So I was still, in the beginning, I was still kind of doing yeah. like what I wanted. And then, dude, my air buggy fell out. And um, yeah. So the first like couple of years, it was like kind of me, like, well, not, I wasn't doing it the whole like couple of years, but it was me kind of break all these old habits of being single really all my life and doing whatever I wanted to like being with somebody who I really loved and care, cared about. But mm-hmm. these old habits, I couldn't break, you know what I'm saying? Cause it was just what was ingrained in me for so mm-hmm. long. Yeah. So, but to answer your question, I knew like selfishly, I knew pretty quick, like within like the eight months, but I just think my old ways, I couldn't, it took me a while to break them. Yeah. And I would say I knew early mm-hmm. <laughs> we moved really fast um after Literally. we started dating like we yeah. moved in together mm-hmm. a year into dating mm-hmm. in college mm-hmm. so i knew but we weren't doing things like the right way yeah um and so it took like our relationship going and like just shattering mm-hmm. <laughs> for us to like really get it together and rebuild yeah much stronger mm-hmm. um so that happened about what three or four years into our dating relationship mm, this was going into the nfl so like mm-hmm. we did all the we did all the college um and then i get drafted into the nfl and then when being drafted charlotte uh, found out some bad news about me things that i've done <laughs> and uh it like rocked our relationship mm. and i was in florida training uh for the pro day and she was in minnesota and then when that's when she found out and then it was just, uh, it, uh, but honestly, <laughs> like I don't wish being cheated on. Mm-hmm. Let's just call it what it is mm-hmm. on anyone. But it was the best thing that, like, me finding out was the best thing that happened to our relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How did how did you find forgiveness, Charlotte? Oh, <laughs> that took a long time. Like I don't. Again, that was not an overnight thing. Um, and for a while, we kind of like broke up and I was like, I'm just going to focus on myself and my own faith. And, um, that time was so critical because we both took that time apart to really focus on ourselves and Mm -hmm. working on our own hearts so that when we did come back together, we were in a much different place. Um, but forgiveness, that's like a process. It's not a, you just decide in your head. Like Mm -hmm. it was a lot of communication about how I was feeling and said had to be really patient with me too. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, fortunately I had a partner who was committed to making those changes for me, but I also had to be committed to trying every day to forgive and keep moving too. Mm -hmm. What do you mean? What it was, a. What do you what do you mean Cedric had to be patient with you too, Charlotte? Well, <laughs> like there were days where I wanted to just rip his head off and I was just pissed. Oh my god, I'll never forget this story. So this is so I'm training in Florida mm-hmm. and we had already booked a trip for her to come prior to her finding out that I cheated on her. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, well, this is kind of canceled, but she wanted to come. I'm like, <laughs> 
Because at this oh point, God. we were talking about, like, where are we go, Like, are we going to try to uh, keep going? You were going more so, like, yelling at me. We weren't really talking about <laughs> it. We were, like, kind of just yelling at me all the time. But, uh, so she, uh, so we pick her up, and, like, mind you, the drive to the airport in Orlando, because I was training at uh, Worldwide Sports with Tom Shaw, the airport's, like, an hour away. So I go, I pick her up, and as soon as I pull up, she looks at me and, like, rips open the door throws her bag in there and slams the door and she and i was like can i have a hug and she's just like, no and the window. so mind you i'm like okay this drive is an hour long so i'm i'm not saying i'm not, I'm not gonna say nothing i'm just gonna drive and when she's ready she's ready probably like five seven minutes into the drive do you know i'm just like okay at this point i'm just i'm listening i'm like, okay oh, i, I kind of prepare for this you know what i'm saying i'm like, okay i'm gonna take all these punches i deserve them so i'm just like listening to her and then we as the hour went on you know it kind of digressed a little bit and it got it got better mm-hmm. and then it was like once we got to the place where i was staying we were able to talk and like get to a place where we can like where she can look at me you know what i'm saying yeah. like she couldn't even look at me it was like the most like disheartening thing mm-hmm. when you know like somebody you love so much who loves you and when you see how much you hurt them to where they can't look at you because they're in that much pain it was it was really really difficult i'm i'm curious how it is for you to talk about this said you, you oh i don't it is what it is i'm a big person <laughs> and like i believe that everything that ever happens in my life and now our life being married everything happens for a reason i truly believe that um i don't wish to do bad things i don't wish bad things to happen to people but i believe all the things that i've been through in my life period have made me the person that i am today mm-hmm. so i don't look back on any regrets and what i always say is like i make decisions based on the information that i had at the time i didn't have somebody teaching me how to treat women how to look at women i didn't all my things came from music from being in the locker room from being around guys who i didn't necessarily look up to but I thought this was the right way to do it. So it wasn't necessarily my fault. You know what I'm saying? Like the action wasn't my fault, but the way that I was taught it, it's not mine. And that's what, you know, we got two girls. If I have a son one day, I'll I'll be able to teach him the right way because I did all the wrong things and I was able to be with somebody who was able to work through that with me. Mm -hmm. So I have no shame at all in talking about it. We talk about it on the channel and everything, like story time, all that good stuff. It's uh, I've been reading a couple books that I feel like relate to this idea of, well, it wasn't necessarily on purpose that this information got to Charlotte or that you guys had to deal with this unfortunate truth that was in the relationship. But I've been reading principles by Ray Dalio and he's all about like this radical transparency is what he calls it. And then the uh, co-founder or CEO of Zappos, he talks about how like, one of the biggest company values is just like honesty and applying mm-hmm. that to relationships. I think just being honest in any situation is super important because as soon as you know what the truth is, as soon as you know what the reality is, then you can take the next step to like making the improvements. Like, Hey, mm-hmm. Cedric, mm-hmm. you cheated on me. What's the next step that we can now get better mm-hmm. from that? And you know, I don't know. I don't know if that's why you guys consider that one of the best uh, moments in a relationship. But well, I, I mean, I don't think any relationship is perfect by any means. And mm-hmm. the people who are always like, "Oh, we don't argue, we don't fight, we don't do this," she wouldn't do that. He would like. That's not a true relationship. I feel like true yeah. relationships are the ones, like you said earlier, where they shatter and they're literally broken down to their core. And you literally have Mm -hmm. to fight your way through it because Mm -hmm. being in a perfect relationship 
you don't know the whole, like you don't know the whole person. If you haven't seen someone mm-hmm. at their worst, you don't know how to love them at their worst and you have to like work That's through facts. it. Sean's over here preaching right oh, now. Sean, I see. Oh, she's she she, like, yeah. she dropping them bombs right now. <laughs> no, I was in the whole time. I was like, preach, facts, <laughs> preach. The whole like, time. Andrew, <laughs> Andrew, I talked about this before. I we've talked about like mistakes or sins or whatever it may be, and people try to put them on like a gradient scale of what is forgivable and what's non-forgivable, and. If you have to measure mistakes, then you have this wrong perception of what mm-hmm. is okay to get away with and what's not. And we just believe that mistakes are mistakes and you have to fight your way through all like through all of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that's a Preach. great thing. <laughs> yeah, no I, question. So, <laughs> so we recently spoke with uh, a couple who said that they're too... Uh, I don't know, untouchables that they would walk away from the relationship with are if the, if either of them cheated or if either of them laid hands on the other person, like aggressively, do you guys have any hard no's or hard outs like that? Like if Cedric does this or if Charlotte does this, I just can't cope with that. And for, and I I couldn't forgive him. To me, it's not about like, if you do this one thing, it's like, mm-hmm. uh, well, first of all, no, but I'm trying to give my explanation here. There's yeah. no, I would never <laughs> leave you. I don't care no matter what. But the thing that I, I think I've struggled with subconsciously in the past, but now that I'm like kind of digging through my own emotions and understanding myself more, I think the one thing that's really is disheartening and discouraging for me, feeling like we're not getting anywhere, is if I communicate the same issue that I'm having over and over and Charlotte would tell me that like she hears me and then when the opportunity presents itself to like you know show me that you hurt me that is discouraging for me you know what I'm saying so like when that happens over and over and I ain't saying you've been doing it lately but when it happens over and over that's difficult for me and it makes me Mm -hmm. feel like is this ever going to change you know what I'm saying because like I feel like I'm not being heard I feel discouraged I feel sad and when I when I just constantly keep doing my part in communicating if, if the information isn't being received and then, you know, she's applied. not an applied, then I'm just like, can be you know, difficult. yeah, I'm gonna be like, is this going to be forever? You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? As far as like the cheating and stuff, it's like, no, but I hope that never happens. But like, no, mm-hmm. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, you know right. what I'm saying? I so I think mm-hmm. that it would be really difficult to, work through that again now being married Mm. um i think andrew brought up a really good point earlier saying like you need to know the truth so that you can work through it together because we were getting to a point before i had found out that cedric was thinking about proposing and i told him if you would have proposed when i didn't know that you had cheated on me like i would have been pissed like i would have felt like the marriage and everything was like invalid i was like really about to propose too i'm talking about like ring shopping and like everything because it was like right it was like the whole dream and you like i'm about to get drafted to the league i'm about to propose to my girl you know what i'm saying (laughs) that whole thing and like and then but now going through that once like Mm -hmm. in our dating relationship i do think it would be really difficult to get through like now married and having a covenant and And house but (laughs) But I don't think that it's impossible. Mm-hmm. Um, there are people who do it every day. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Do you guys have any non-negotiables? No, 
I, I really don't. And I was kind of in some ways surprised to hear that. Cause I, mm-hmm. I just view marriage as this continual process of like, I, I do view it as we're freaking in this through thick and thin, like whatever happens, we're going to deal mm-hmm. with it. That's just my perce- perspective mm-hmm. on. And, and like, you know, I would hope that, and I, and I know Sean is like strong enough that like, if, if I was ever being physically abusive or like, like out of control, manipulative, I, I think, I think, I think, I think there's definitely scenarios that, that don't fly, Yes, but for like two, mm-hmm. I think emotionally mature people, mm-hmm. like, I think we are the majority of times, um, I, I don't mm-hmm. view there as there being anything that's like a hard out, but that's what it is so cool that marriage gives you an opportunity to be presented with the same situation day in and day out. Like you're talking about said where you're communicating like, yeah. Hey, mm-hmm. would like this would mean a lot if you did this or like, I would love to see change in you in this area. And that's the hardest part though. And that's what takes work. I feel yeah. like is being self-aware so that when Sean asked me to, what was it that we were talking about the other day? Not a uh, closing cabinets is like the one thing where whatever Sean, Sean yeah, mine, just mine is leaving towels in the bathroom. <laughs> oh yeah, I do that I too. I wish Sean left towels in the bathroom. She always uses them and then <laughs> drops them randomly around the house. And I wear it wherever my clothes are. And then when I put clothes on, it's going to stay there. So, but, but you're presented with the same situation maybe every single day. Right. And then like at some point mm-hmm. you're going to be like, am I going to deal with this the same way that I always have and frustrate my wife? Or am I going to make a, a, an attempt to change? Like mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. simultaneously the most frustrating, but powerful part of marriage. Okay. I have a question mm-hmm. for you guys, because I feel like it's in my opinion, uh, a, a lie that people try to tell couples who especially are dating going into marriage, which is that people can't change. What would be, cause you always hear these questions of like, she did this, he did this, yeah. they act this way. They'll never change. They'll never like be different. What would you guys say to, to, to that? From our experience, I would say that you can't make someone change. Mm-hmm. They have to want to do it themselves Um, because like Cedric and I for months and months and years, I was like, don't talk to other girls like and he'd Mm -hmm. be like, okay. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't until Cedric made that decision like within himself and he Mm -hmm. got to a place with that emotional maturity where he was like, oh, okay, now I understand how like my actions like have consequences and how they can hurt other people like it had to be him. Um, just like Cedric can tell me something 15 million times and it's not until like for I say okay I want to make that change for us or for him or for myself Um, so I I don't think that people can't change I think that you can't change people whoa Charlotte dropping bombs now Mm. (laughs) maybe not change but like evolve yeah. I don't know. I look at it a little bit different. Like for me, I believe that people can change, like Charlotte said, but it's up to them to change. Mm-hmm. But the thing that we struggle with in our marriage, as I would say, like this really makes Charlotte upset. 
but we're on a couple of things. We about to be real right now. So <laughs> I think for me, like, <laughs> I think for me, like, Charlotte's like really close to her family. Mm-hmm. And I was raised in a way where like, you were kind of like independent for yourself, but I also live in houses where like a bunch of divorces. Had. I lived with my high school coach, his wife cheated on him. They got divorced. My mom and my dad were married. It was like physically and verbally abusive. They got divorced. So I see nothing but divorce. So a lot of the times when problems came up and in the beginning, I would run away. I'm like, I don't need this. I can just go somewhere else. And I've kind of mm-hmm. got over that threshold. Mm-hmm. And then when me and Charlotte got married, I started having kids. I started noticing like, uh, I'm trying to be careful with my words. The things that I, the things that I don't want to see in my, my household come from other places. Mm. And to me, that's always been difficult to understand. Like, can that be changed? But that's not my responsibility. It's up to like Charlotte. But then it's like us communicating about, okay, how do we want to parent? How do we mm-hmm. want to talk to each other? And, you know, I always tell Charlotte, like, well, we talk about respect and love and being mean. What I learned is like respect and love, everybody has their own definition of that and what that looks like depending on how you grew up. So I look at all that into changing, like can the definition of whatever you think that word or that emotion is, it's really difficult for that to change when like you've been bred by that. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like I've, I had, uh, I've had a survival instinct and mentality for so long that it'd be really difficult for me to change that. And that survival mentality can go into like an argument or and the way that we communicate or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So but I do believe people can change. But I think, like Charlotte said, I think it's up to them. And something has to. Sometimes things have to happen for you to change. That's what ultimately happened to me about not talking to girls. Like, I never forget when uh, Charlotte posted a picture on Instagram after I had cheated on her. And I can see the pain in her face. I can see, like, that, uh, like, stress and hurt on her face and i was like i'm never doing that again and it mm-hmm. took that for me to change you know what i mean so mm-hmm. you just i don't know you never know um a thought on what you're saying though because i feel like so many people especially listening go through the same thing you question your genetic makeup you're you were raised mm, yeah, this way exactly. mm-hmm. you your parents mm-hmm. did it this way but i think something really really cool that maybe people can learn from is you're so self-aware of it that you can actively choose each day to be like i don't want to repeat it even though it's hard Mm -hmm. i don't Mm -hmm. think it's like your genetic disposition i think it's just what you're used to and you can actively choose to Mm -hmm. change it every day because andrew and i talked about that Mm -hmm. with with our daughter what were we raised like separately what habits do we want to continue doing? What things do we want to change? What do we actively not want to pass on to the next generation or pass on to the mm-hmm. next generation? I think it's just the way you change is the, is what you actively choose to do. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think, I think it does have a lot to do with habits. Said, I know you're big on like, uh, on the influence that, that the outside or like music, movies can can have mm-hmm. on on mm-hmm. your perspective uh but a good mm-hmm. example i feel like of changing what you're you're naturally falling into is like i i see that you're waking up at 4 30 every day to work out is that right <laughs> why, why are you doing that that sounds crazy well to me so for me it's like <laughs> i don't first of all i don't really have time to like do it in the daytime and like for me that's the only time where i kind of have like time to 
be by myself and pray and like work out or do yoga or whatever. And, you know, playing football, I always got up early anyway. And I was like the guy first one in the locker room, first one out. So I got up earlier. Last one out. Last one. Yeah, that'd be bad if I was the first one out. Uh, (laughs) Last one to leave. And um, when it was just ingrained in me, well, it kind of just happened over time. And now with the kids, that's his only quiet time yeah, like now with the kids like i definitely got to get up now you know what i'm saying i really got to get up early because at first it was like five or six but now it's like i gotta get up at 4 15 to be up at 4 30 and kind of get my day going like today yeah. i got up at three so it just changes i am not time. a morning person yeah, yeah no the video i'm actually either. making is talking about that um <laughs> i want to i want to hear about how the nfl was for you two as a couple oh mercy of myself that's why i wrote you because i knew i just knew the pain you was going through but i'm like man let me write this let me write andrew man like i just know what he's going through like yeah. oh my god it was it was, it was a hard. tough three years yeah, it was hard man like even when i, when I think about think back at it now i'm just like we really did that like we really, <laughs> really went through that like you know yeah. i think when people think about the nfl they think of like the tom brady's right mm-hmm. where it's like multi-million dollar contracts he's with one team well now two teams but with one team forever and ever and that's not the case for the majority of the players and the majority of the families that are employed by the nfl um so for us we were in miami where cedric was drafted for the entire season but from then on we were bouncing around and so we didn't have roots anywhere and as you start to think about having kids that adds a whole nother layer mm-hmm. and just like the inconsistency of having a job and getting paid and then not um, it was really challenging especially as newlyweds who were bringing like little kids into mm-hmm. the equation too um so yeah it was really tough but it was his like lifelong dream that he was realizing. And so as his wife, I wanted to continue to encourage that. So even when Cedric was like, Hey, I'm done. I was like, well, don't you want to just try, like go to that trial? Yeah, I'll probably, probably on like two more teams because of Charlotte. Cause like <laughs> after the Patriots, I was for sure. I'm like, I'm making this team. Like I'm balling, I'm doing my thing. And then, when Bill had called me in to release me and he told me why, I was just like, I'm like, dog, I'm done. Like, I can't, mm-hmm. I'm over here, like, I don't know if I can swear on here, swear on here but like busting my ass like every mm-hmm. day. You know what I'm saying? And like, for that to happen there, I'm just like, bro, if I can't do it here, like, I'm done. Like, I'm just about to just, and at this time I had no YouTube channel or anything. I was just like, I'm about to go home and just figure it out. You know what I'm saying? But then I was like, I was so depressed. I was like, I'm about to just drive to Minnesota. Seth from hates driving. He was talking driving. about driving from Boston. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, dude, the NFL was, it was really hard. Like, and I think what people also don't see is like, people think, you know, like, oh, he's on a team or not on a team, but they're not seeing like teams calling mm-hmm. you and you flying for a workout and there's four other guys and they all tell you, you know. <laughs> they tell all of the guys, including yourself, no. You know what I'm saying? Like I've been to the Giants, the Cardinals, the Redskins. Like not people don't stuff people don't even know about. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. One, because I'd be in, I was embarrassed to say something. I was going to a workout because if I didn't make it, then it's like I kind of flew out here for half a day for nothing. You know what I'm saying? So like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's hard. NFL's no joke. Seriously, <laughs> going through all of that, I mean, hits home for us, but. What was it like, Charlotte, being his wife and being his number one fan, 
And I remember with Andrew, I could have cared less. Like, I didn't care if you made a team. I didn't care if you get cut from a team. And not like in an insensitive way, but it just, it didn't, it wasn't why I loved Andrew. Or I love you, mm-hmm. not in past tense, babe. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but like with every team, how do you as a wife support your husband? And I remember the times Andrew would call me depressed or upset or he had just gotten cut. How did you manage to 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 lift him up? Because it's almost like you have to Man, be this cheerleader for for years at a time. Mm -hmm. It was really hard um, because there were some moments throughout it where Cedric would want to talk. And then there were other moments where I would say something and he would be like, why are you talking to me? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So just kind of like following his lead on it um, and trying to see like where he was at instead of just like pushing, like asking questions or pushing a conversation where he wasn't ready to have it yet. Um, I think that was really helpful, but it was really hard to navigate as his wife, because like you said, I didn't care if he was like, if he was playing in the NFL or Mm -hmm. if he was at home or like the title of it didn't matter to me. Um, but we were also sharing it on YouTube. And so Mm -hmm. everyone was saying like, Oh, she's only with him for the money. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, what money? (laughs) (laughs) But more than just that, like, you know, so it was really hard to navigate for sure as a wife where you wanted to be really supportive. And I wanted to Mm -hmm. like keep encouraging him. Like if there's a door, go and open it and see like this has been your lifelong dream, but then also hearing him, say like I don't want to do it anymore um that was a hard one for me mm-hmm. to be like okay you are you sure like you really don't want to mm-hmm. do it yeah I started questioning myself because she was questioning me I'm like well am I sure I think I'm sure but she keeps asking me if I'm sure because so I, I just never down the road wanted him to be like well what if I would have gone to that mm-hmm. workout or whatever so mm-hmm. that was I think just that was my hardest thing with Andrew was when when your husband is like oh I'm done you don't want to be the wife that five years down the road your husband's like well why didn't you push me to do one more and it's like oh mm-hmm. this sucks it's <laughs> <laughs> like exactly. i want you yeah. home and it's just i remember i didn't want to make the decision for him so i wanted to make sure he was deciding for himself mm-hmm. mm. i look back on yeah. the five years i was trying to do it the the one word that comes to mind right now is like instability <laughs> it was just from a career standpoint, financial, freaking emotional. I was, it's just a roller coaster because you're sitting there. And I remember mm-hmm. being in Arizona and they had to sign a player because their like starter got hurt. So there's five of us there and they progressively sent guys <laughs> home. So I'm, I'm Brutal. sitting there. They send like oh, the first the guy worst. home, give them their plane ticket send the second guy home, give him their plane ticket. I'm, I'm like one of the last two. I'm like, this is it. I, I finally made my dream come true. I'm going to play in a game. Got my plane ticket like five minutes later and, and walked out of there. Just you go from <sighs> like super high. Cause it's so much more than a career too. It's, it is a dream like you're saying. So there's all these emotions mm. that go into it too, but wild times, mm. wild times. So when you guys wow. ended up deciding to walk away from the NFL, what was mm-hmm. that decision like on your relationship? Because I know for us, it was scary. We didn't have anything set up yet. We weren't planning on what the next step was going to be. It was this kind of leap of faith. 
How did you guys navigate mm-hmm. through that? Huge leap. Yeah. So the end of his NFL career was actually just super crazy for us because um, I was like seven months pregnant and we were back in Minnesota. He was with the Vikings and we had just bought our condo here. This is where my family is. This is where we wanted to put down roots. And he was with the Vikings. And so we were like, this is awesome. Like he's going to be here through the birth of our first baby. And then we'll go from there. Um, And that was just after the draft. Uh, you got called in and they released him. Yeah, because they drafted like safeties and they wanted mm-hmm. to like give them a chance because that's a GM. But everything had been going so well and we thought mm-hmm. for sure they would at least keep him till like training camp. camp. Yeah. And so then I'm seven months pregnant, Sed's out of a job. We, this was like, this was, we thought it was perfect timing. Like we're in Minnesota, this is it. And now what? So then we went the whole summer and I just, you know, got more and more pregnant And he was home and we're like, okay, this is perfect. We'll have a baby and then we'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. And three days before my due date, he got called to Cincinnati. Mm. Oh, my so he hopped on a plane. He had to be on a plane within the hour. Mm -hmm. So we were like rushing and I'm literally the most pregnant you can be. Yeah. And I sent him off and it was just for a workout. So I didn't even know, like, was Mm. I leaving him for 24 hours or would he be back tomorrow? I didn't know. And they ended up signing him. And so he got to come home for the birth of our daughter. He was home for 16 hours. And then he had to fly out the next morning at like 6 a.m. to make it back in time for practice. And he was gone for the first two weeks Mm. of her life. And that was really, really hard for both of us, but especially for Cedric. Mm. Because he was like, I've got a baby at home. This doesn't feel Mm. natural at all. I should be there with my wife and my new baby. Mm -hmm. And it was a huge blessing in disguise. But Cedric got injured and mm. um, he was just running down the field and he totally messed up his hamstring mm. and he got to come home and they said he would be out for six to eight weeks, but he was out for the whole season. Mm-hmm. And so that really allowed us time, um, which was so crucial to kind of like ease into the idea of no longer having football mm-hmm. because we didn't have a choice. He had to get healthy, um, mm-hmm. which was really tough. Mm-hmm. But by the time he was healthy, he was like, I don't want to go anywhere else. I've got yeah. a baby. I want to be yeah. at home with my wife yeah. and baby. Because I was able to raise, help raise Maddie for the first like seven months. I'm like, dog, I'm done playing football. Like, mm-hmm. this is all I want to do. And at this point, that for, during that seven months, I was able to really work on like my social media stuff and my YouTube and understand, mm-hmm. okay, I can actually make this a living and like mm-hmm. I can be at home and work from home. And then I kind of like had to prove to Charlotte, I can do this. And I kind of like, show like we can, I can do this. So he came Mm -hmm. to me and he was like, okay, I'm going to stop playing football and I'm going to be a full-time YouTuber. And Mm -hmm. I was like, what? What did that even mean? Like, I didn't even know that that was the thing (laughs) that people did that. Mm -hmm. And I was like, like I had a more traditional outlook on work and mm-hmm. what that meant. And I was like, what do you mean you're going to make videos and put them online? Like, mm-hmm. I just, I didn't know. And so it was a huge leap of faith to say like, okay, let's, you know, jump mm-hmm. from the roller coaster of the NFL to the roller coaster of social media mm-hmm. and see where it goes. Um, but we had a place. So. So you guys now not only have, one girl but two i'm curious what that's like because we're now in six months of our having our first daughter and i feel like honestly this week is the first week that i've felt like really bonded to my child 
Oh, I don't know. Man. I don't know how much crazier it gets with two, but I'd love to to hear from your perspective. Dude, like that whole like not feeling bonded to the baby for like six, seven months is real. Like, and then like staying up all night and like hearing the baby cry, you can't do nothing. Like just watching Charlotte breastfeed the baby. I'm just like, bro, I can't, I just feel horrible. You know, I can't do anything. Um, but I love having girls. Like I love, love having daughters. Um, yeah, I think it's great. Like, I don't, it's definitely don't a little crazy with two because Maddie's only two and a half and Luca is now 10 months. Um, so we kind of, you know, knocked him out back to back. <laughs> and so it does get a little bit crazy, but it is really fun having two daughters so close in age because Maddie is like in love with being oh, a big sister. Yes, she loves Luca. So it's really awesome to watch their bond form. Um, but it was, yeah, definitely harder for said mm. in the beginning to feel that connection right away. Mm. You know, whereas moms, you're like, you've already been feeling the connection of them growing inside of you and then breastfeeding and or, you know, just even holding your baby. I, I don't know. It's just different for moms. Mm. Um, but yeah, said loves being a girl dad. I love mm. having girls. Girls are great. Is, is All the of second... his teammates are like, you need a boy. <laughs> yeah, Dude, yeah, I, I love being a girl dad too. It's like everything I dreamed of of wanting. And I, I want to mm. raise like a boss daughter. You know what I'm saying? But is, is, having a <laughs> yeah. second, is having a second child, does that really inject chaos into life? Oh, God, yes. I'm not even going to say that in front. Like, Charlotte Charlotte talks like, oh, no, it's fine. It's like, no, it's not. Like, this is hard. Like, I'm it's like dying it's not that it's not hard. It is hard. But Luca is such an easy baby. Yeah, she's a chill baby. baby. Chill, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Maddie was, like, just really, really hard for the first few months of her life. Mm-hmm. So when Luca came and she started sleeping through the night by herself, I'm like, okay, this is for me. Mm-hmm. I didn't have to get up and feed her in the middle of the night. I'm like, this is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard because you get no break like mm-hmm. either she has a baby or i have a baby and if she has both of the babies that's not for long if i have both the babies it's not for long yeah. and it was it was kind of scary about having a third child <laughs> we were in california <laughs> before like the coronavirus and we were getting on the airplane and i was just sitting there thinking i'm like if we had a third child <laughs> i would have to either hold both of them or one of them it has to be walking i'm like yo we gotta think about this like this is like a whole nother <laughs> yeah. deal here right now it's one v one yeah, two was, two. yeah, I'm just like, yo, like, this is serious. You know what I'm saying? We don't get we don't get a break <laughs> and whatever. But the thing is, like, I love my kids. Like, man, like seeing them interact with each other. And, like, Luca's like standing now and like Maddie like holds oh. her like, oh, it's the, the, best. It's the best feeling in the whole world. It really yeah. is. Mm-hmm. And we were like 20 something year old grandparents before we had kids. Like <laughs> yeah, we never went out or anything. So mm-hmm. our kids just made us more fun. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's mm-hmm. funny. Um, this is throwing it back mm-hmm. to earlier in the episode. You said you moved in like pretty soon after you started dating. Would you <laughs> recommend that to others, or what's your perspective on it now? See, I'm not. I'm not. I might even sit up here in front, like, because you can speak of it from a biblical standpoint. You can speak from from like just morally, like whatever. For me personally, for me, I thought it was one of the best things we ever did. Because, like, we learn so much about each other that you don't learn about until marriage. You know what I'm saying? Like, we knew, like, what really, what, how we, to push each other's buttons. We knew, like, how I leave my dirty towels in the in the bathroom. And now it's not a problem later on until every it's now and then. It's still a problem. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> for me, it's like, it was a really good, dis- 
I ain't gonna say decision. It was a some. It was a choice that we made that I think is what really helped us to be how we are now. Now I ain't telling nobody to do it or not to do it. All I'm doing, <laughs> is giving my, giving my, you know, what I'm saying? from our yeah, experience, from my, from my experience yeah. and my perspective. I think every relationship is different, um, mm-hmm. and you have to do what is right for you guys. Just because it worked for somebody else doesn't mean it's going to work for you. It's the same with parenting. Um, so it's something that we believe did help us but yeah. in some ways it definitely didn't so there's you know it's pros and cons mm-hmm. people feel passionately about that issue what passionately like Moving whether you should live together we talked about this in our last episode with a couple that we interviewed she was actually told that she wouldn't like feel she wouldn't feel fulfilled within her relationship unless she had kids and i'm a firm believer I'm going to preach again, okay? Um, That, like you said, every relationship is different. I feel like the world tries to say, Mm -hmm. this is what you have to do. And if you do it, you'll be happy. And I I don't think that's the case. I think every relationship is different Mm -hmm. in how you work through it and how Mm -hmm. if you move in together or not, if like it's all different. Yeah. But Mm -hmm. can I do it? Do it. Okay. So we ask every couple who comes on the show the same three questions. But. Okay. You have to choose who goes first without knowing the questions. Okay. Who's going first? <laughs> I'll go first. Okay. It's yeah. nothing hard. Um, Charlotte, what is your biggest mm-hmm. pet peeve with Cedric? We talked about one. Oh my already. gosh. Probably that. Yeah. The, sh- the washcloth in the shower is definitely one. But I would say... This dude is like already hard of hearing. I have to call his name like uh. 10 times before <laughs> it registers sometimes. And he's like, why are you calling my name? I'm like, because you didn't respond. <laughs> That's probably one of my biggest pet peeves for sure. So you call my name a lot until I say yes, something? Yes. Oh. I don't know. You like zone out or something. <laughs> okay. Now you get to go. What's your biggest pet peeve with Charlotte? Oh, that's I know that off the top of my head. The, my biggest pet peeve is Charlotte just leaves stuff everywhere. Like she leaves cups and stuff in like living room in the room for like days and it drives me nuts. Like, you know how you bring like water cups to bed and then you yes. set it on your nightstand? Yeah, but it ends up being like five or six. I'm not even over exaggerating. <laughs> Caribou cups, kitchen cups, <laughs> kitchen bowls. And next, you know, her whole side of her bed. I'm like, Charlotte, come on. I'm like, come on. But like, thankfully, on. I have a husband who's willing to do the dishes. Oh, my God. So. And I'm like kind of like a clean freak. I like yeah. I love like I can't think if the house is messy. You know what I'm saying? And like mm-hmm. Charlotte, I'm just like, dude, like I just can't. It's organized chaos. I know where yeah. everything no, is. That's a, no, it's not. I think we're reversed in our relationship. I can't think if things aren't organized. He likes the chaos. And Sean, like, I know Sean's mad when she just starts cleaning things randomly. Yeah. I'm like, oh, geez, what did I do? But what's yeah. crazy is I'm Yeah, like I just don't even clean. talk to Cedric when he's cleaning. <laughs> like, pretty clean. Uh, <laughs> okay, wait. So That's question funny. number two. Cedric, you go first this time. Mm-hmm. What do you love the most about Charlotte? I love her passion. Like, not even just for me, just for, like, human beings in general like when charlotte like listens to somebody or pours into someone she doesn't give you like a little bit she gives you everything and me being her husband i obviously get the most of that um 
and we it's funny because she was like making a TikTok yesterday. I had, to, I had to answer these five questions like, what do you love the most about me? And the first thing was like her passion, like just for human beings in general. And yeah, that's what I love the most about her. And then Charlotte. I would say just how committed Cedric is to everything that he does. Like when Cedric says he's going to do something, you everybody else better buckle up because he's like jumping in mm. and he's doing it and he's like super determined whatever it is to like not just do it but like to master it. Mm -hmm. So when he said, "Oh, I'm going to be a full-time YouTuber." I'm like, "Okay, like I believe you because whatever it is said like really puts his heart into it and goes the extra mile to learn how to do it and do it well mm. yeah bro you're you're next level on on the quality of your videos i watch them i'm like i feel guilty because <laughs> it's like so much better quality than ours you got the freaking perfect lighting the perfect backdrop you got good words to it's say honestly kind of annoying here. isn't it yeah Dude, yeah. he spends so much time. So. Yeah, even just like the past three days, like I was like working like this like lighting thing, and like I kept doing it over and over, and I finally got it last night. And then I got up at three in the morning because I was like, well, technically my viewers won't know that it's nighttime if I do it at three in the morning, so I can get some <laughs> sleep and just I can have the energy to like think about what I'm gonna say. Right. So yeah. that's what I did. Funny. So. Takes uh, time. What What is the best relationship advice? that you've ever been given, or maybe it's something you've experienced and it's your own advice uh, based off that experience. You gotta go first. Oh, that's a tough one. Um, I think Sean said it best earlier um, that it's not just like one time and it clicks and that's it. You have to choose to love the other person every single day um, because it's not just always butterflies and roses um it relationships are really hard even the ones where you're closest the ones that are closest seem to be the most challenging and so i think you just everyone always asks us like what what do you guys do that makes it work and i think it's just being committed to choosing each other and choosing to love one another every single day and we don't always get it right. Like there are plenty of days where we're like, by the end of the, the day, we're at each other's throats and we're like, wow, we really sucked it up today. But <laughs> um, thankfully, I've got a partner who the next day we wake up and we choose each other again. Mm. I think the best relationship advice I've ever gotten, um, I think I read it in a book or something. I don't remember <laughs> where I got it from, but it stuck with me. But it was like, I have to make sure that I work on myself before I go to Charlotte with these like these internal issues that I have going on because a lot of the times I would like be upset for no reason for no reason or be sad or didn't want to talk and it was because I wasn't doing the work to myself to figure out what was wrong and I, instead I would just go to Charlotte and dump it on her and like you don't understand me when I, I really wasn't really understanding myself I wasn't doing the work and I've been doing like a lot of things internally um to make me understand my emotions more and that has helped us with our communication it has helped me so much to be able to like listen to her when I actually hear her call me. Um, and yeah, so I think the biggest thing is just working on my own, not my own self, but my own stuff before presenting mm -hmm. it to Charlotte, because therefore mm -hmm. I can come correct and clear and she can understand me. It's so much easier just to point the finger at mm -hmm. your husband who leaves washcloths in the towel or <laughs> washcloths in the shower <laughs> or whatever. But yeah. like I've got my own stuff. He's got his own stuff. So mm -hmm. that's a good one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cedric, Charlotte, I'm uh, thankful to call 
you friends. We're thankful to call you friends. Thankful that you create the content that you do that's so family-focused and, and uplifting and encouraging to families. And I'm excited to see what's next for you guys. Uh, we're definitely going to be taking some parenting tips from you. Yes. And we'll see how this, this second child goes at some point. But um, thanks for taking the time to talk today. No, thank you for having us. We were really excited to do this. So thank you so much for having us and hope y'all hanging in there with the baby. I know it's tough. I know <laughs> it's tough. Y'all just pray tough. for us too. <laughs> we will. It's hard over here. I it can't, will. I can't imagine. I, it's chaos with one. You're going to learn. And if you guys haven't, please make sure to check out their YouTube channel and their social platforms. Everything will be in the description below. That's right. They are awesome. They put out amazing content. They're awesome to follow. Thank you guys. All right, real quick for all of those listening out there, we don't ask for a lot of favors, I don't think, babe, do we? No. But we're going to ask you a favor today, all right? If you're listening to Couple Things Podcasts on Apple Podcasts specifically, will you please do us this short, quick favor? We want to make sure you're staying up to date with our show, and Apple's latest iOS update has paused downloads for many listeners. And some of you have expressed our latest episodes aren't being recommended to you on Apple Podcasts anymore. So here's how to make sure you're getting your episode. And again, this is for Apple Podcasts specifically. Open up that podcast app on your iPhone. Search Couple Things and tap Our Shows icon. And then in the top right corner, you might see a plus follow symbol. If you do, tap it to resume following the show. If you get a prompt to, quote, turn on automatic downloads, say yes. That way... You'll get all of the episodes. Thank you so much, guys. We're so glad this update was brought to our attention because we want to make sure we're reaching as many of you as we can. Love y'all, and we really appreciate you doing this.